Hi there, I'm Dr. Trevor Cates. Welcome to the Spot Actor Podcast. Today's podcast is a bit different. I've asked someone to come on and share her story about her skin and how she's been able to overcome her struggles. My guest is Jennifer Garn, who has an amazing story like many of you. She first reached out to me with a comment on Facebook about four years ago, and I was really struck by her words because of the challenges she had and how much they mirrored so many other stories I've heard over the years from my, my patients and listeners of the podcast and, and followers and customers and so many of these stories I've heard and the transformation is, is there and available to people. So it, I wanted her to come on and share her story. She's a mom of six kids, two of them are adopted, and has managed to find a way to heal despite all of the obstacles in her way. When you listen to her story, you're, you'll hear about how she experiences some initial improvement in the appearance of her skin. But what you'll notice is that her changes in her skin don't really go away until she was able to address the root causes. And, and then when she did that, that's when she finally noticed a lasting improvement in her skin. But I want you to hear the story from her. Make sure you listen until the end because the really magical parts are in her journey along the way and also what she shares at the end. And I, I know that many of you struggle with your skin or have struggled with your skin and have found help wherever you are in the journey. I wanted to highlight this interview with her because I know that these struggles are real. I experienced it myself and I want to be able to share Jennifer's story with you to help give you inspiration. So please enjoy this interview. Jenny, welcome to the Spot Doctor podcast. It's great to have you on. It's great to be here. Thank you. Well, and we've got, this is a little bit different for me to be interviewing, you know, somebody that came to me in a different way than a lot of the podcast guests that I've had on. You reached out to me on Facebook and I, I was looking at the date. It was four years ago and it was before I came out with my skincare line, before my book, before a lot. And, um, and you've been with me along a, a quite a bit of journey here, but I want people to hear your story because when you reached out to me on Facebook and you shared some things with me, I thought, wow, this, this woman, she's had her struggles and I could feel your struggles through the words that you shared. And it was very palpable to me. I could, cause you know, I've, I've gone through struggles. I've had a lot of patients. We have a lot of, I have a lot of followers and customers that, that have had struggles with their skin. And I, I, so I wanted you to be able to share your story because I think it's something that a lot of people have experienced. And the fact that you've been able to overcome that and your skin looks so great and you have this beautiful family and you helping them all of all of you are living healthier lives. So it's such a great story and I'm love to see all this unfold over the last four years. And so let's start with your like the beginning of, of, of your skin and what what did you notice first? What were your struggles? Right. Um, you know, I was a child of the 80s, right? When we had three liters of pop way back then. 
And we were pretty much your typical family. You know, we baked cookies on a Friday night and we drank pop and chips and there was always vegetables on the table. And really, I didn't start to experience um, problems with my skin until I was in my teens. Uh, even my later teens, I would say, um, is when it really started. And it wasn't for me as much. Um, quantity. I never really had like a large section of my face covered with a lot of blemishes, but instead you might be able to say I had more quality, right? It was more of, you know, larger inflamed um, blemishes that didn't go away quickly and, um, and really not, it wasn't that I had a lot of peers who were going through this. So I think that really made me even more self-conscious um, about it because I wasn't seeing a lot of my friends struggle with this, but I was struggling with it. And so, you know, like people normally do, you start on the shelves at the store and you try the topical products and none of them, none of them helped at all. So we went to the dermatologist and he gave me, I think, every single topical solution possible. I mean, I came home with this bag of samples I went through them all, and I mean literally no change, none, not even kind of. And um, so when we went back to the dermatologist to say, what else do you got? Um, I have to give him credit because he brought up Accutane, um, which is a pretty potent drug to use for skin. And he was really good about explaining the gravity of it. He, you know, sat us down and said, you have to take blood tests. And if you're sexually active, you need to take pregnancy tests. So I feel like we knew that it was a big deal that I was going to be taking this Accutane. However, as a teenager, I, I didn't care. You know, I was like, I don't care. If it clears up my skin, I'm in. Let's just do this. And so I did. I did the Accutane and I did the blood tests. I think it was every month you had to go and have blood pulled. And um, it worked. It was very effective for me and it didn't take long. So I'm pretty sure I was only on Accutane for a relatively short amount of time, maybe let's say six months. And, um, and after that, he took me off the Accutane immediately. As soon as it worked, I was off the Accutane. And then I was on a low-grade antibiotic. Um, it wasn't birth control. I know a lot of people end up with birth control. I was put on a low-grade antibiotic for years. Um, we're talking a minimum of four years. I don't remember the timeline exactly, but I know it was for the full duration of college. While I was on my parents' health insurance, I took an antibiotic every single day to keep my skin clear. And, um, you know, looking back, I think it didn't really have a big impact on me then. It wasn't that I was having a lot of health concerns. Um, I wasn't sick more often than anyone else. I would get severe stomach aches, but only occasionally. And, um, and so, you know, I did that for a while and it kept my skin clear. So I was happy. I didn't think twice about it. I just popped my pill and went on my merry way every day. And then, you know, it ended and my skin didn't get super bad after I ended the antibiotic. I just had mild acne. I still had the problems that it came right back as soon as I went off. And, um, and it was probably about two years, I would say, where I was just doing topical skin care solutions, and um, which obviously weren't working. I was still having acne. 
but I was too afraid not to take the topical skincare solution system um, because I was afraid of how much worse it could be, right? So something's got to be better than nothing. And so I got married and immediately um, was pregnant. And so the whole duration of being pregnant and nursing, my skin was perfectly clear, not even a blemish. And we had four kids in five years. So I experienced clear skin pretty much for, what would that add up to like six some years? But um, in between that short amount of time, in between each pregnancy, my skin would immediately flare up. It would just be tiny little pimples, but I knew that the problem was still there, but somehow my hormones were different, and so I wasn't experiencing it. And so it was kind of in the back of my mind, you know, when you're done nursing that last baby, what are you gonna do? Because you've had great skin, you know, you struggled with, I'm going to say it's probably six to seven years with your skin. What are you going to do um, when this is all over? Because I didn't want to go back to, you know, dealing with that. I love just being able to, you know, not have to wear a ton of makeup and run out of the house. But um, that, that wasn't my story. The acne did come back. And again, I never had a lot of acne, but it was just always there. And I don't know, a little bit of me as a perfectionist, I guess. But how it really affected me, I mean, it's kind of like the dumb little things. Like when you take your kids to the swimming pool and you don't want to go underwater and play with them because that'll rinse off the cover up. And then the rest of the time at the pool, everyone's going to be able to see, you know, how clear your skin really isn't. Um, little things like that. And I was also very, very oily. I couldn't go a day without a shower. I mean, I would wake up and it was just like, my body had just unleashed oil all night long and I couldn't wait to wash my face and I couldn't dream of going anywhere without showering my hair. And I'm gonna say, and again, if there was a skincare system advertised, if you had a skincare for clear skin and you sent me samples in the mail, I was signing up. I mean, I don't even wanna think about how much money we spent on skincare solutions during that period of time. Um, and again, it was most, it wasn't because they were really working, but more because I had a fear of what might it be like if I'm doing nothing. So, um, so I would say probably when my youngest was about six or seven, I would say I did the topical solutions. You know, my poor mom, my poor mom was trying, if she got a sample in the mail, try this, try this. And, you know, I, I really, if I think back, I think it was chocolate. I loved chocolate. Um, I loved all things junk food. If I'm going to be honest, I was a junk food junkie. Um, that, that was my stress food, right? Four kids, um, very close in age. That was how I handled stress was with eating junk food. And, um, and chocolate has kind of always been the food, right? That's always maybe been associated. Does it cause acne? Doesn't it? No one really seems to know. And so I set about on a mission to find out about chocolate because I was really just um, in my mid thirties and I was just done. I was ready to say, I'm not, um, this isn't teenage acne anymore. This is adult acne and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. What on earth can I do? And um, so, you know, I set about on the internet and in my journey to figure out 
do I need to give up chocolate um, for clear skin? I ran across some articles about dairy and how dairy impacts your skin. So I was like, okay, well, I'm a milk drinker. I have it on my cereal. I have it um, with my dinner. I have a bowl of cereal before I go to bed. I mean, there was plenty of dairy in my life. So I'm like, that's it. No more dairy. I'm done drinking milk. And literally the day, the one full day I went without drinking milk, I woke up the next day and I wasn't drenched in oil. My hair wasn't all oily. My skin didn't feel like it had a layer of oil on it. And that was truly the aha moment of food has to be a major player in this game. And when I first was really digging around on the internet, there was not a lot of information out there. There was very minimal. It was, you know, maybe an article that you would find that was in a Vogue magazine or something. It wasn't true information from doctors who were explaining how this happened. And so I kept looking because um, dairy helped, but dairy didn't alleviate the entire problem. And so I just kept digging, right? Because I, I really wanted a solution. And in my journey, I started to stumble across, and I think it's the blessing of timing, um, that the naturopathic doctors were really starting their movement. They wanted to be heard. You guys knew you had a message. You knew the information that you had worked, and you were ready to be heard. And so, as I, as I kept looking, you know, constantly, constantly like sending out a search, hoping that something new would pop up because I knew that dairy had made a difference. What else could there be? And, you know, the conventional system is not really willing to throw sugar under the bus very easily. Um, no one was really saying, cut the sugar out of your diet, you know? And so anyway, I had listened to a YouTube video about balancing my hormones because I knew that, you know, I knew that I wasn't healthy in general and, you know, let's not even talk about stress yet. I'll bring stress in later. Um, but up pops this next YouTube video and it was about the impact of food on your skin. And I was like, oh, 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 this is what I have been searching for. And so I listened to that YouTube video and it was this really incredible doctor named um, Dr. Trevor Cates. And you explained not only which foods may trigger skin, but you explained how and why they are a trigger. And now to be fair, I'm nerdy. I have a biology degree. I adore the anatomy and physiology, I think it's fascinating. And um, so it kind of spoke to me hearing um, how food literally impacted my inside. But just, just your tagline ultimately of information on the outside is a sign of inflammation on the inside is empowering. It's truly empowering in your path for healing, just having that knowledge. So, um, that was really um, what started me on this journey of following you so closely. <laughs> and um, learning, learning is so much that I can be sitting here with you today. And, and, um, and yeah, so, and I mean, there's still more, you know, I can keep going. <laughs> well, 
Well, and I want you to keep going because that was watching that video obviously is something that you've been looking for. And I'm so glad you found that. But then what did you do next? Right. So um, I loved um, I loved knowing where a great starting point was, like the top 10 inflammatory foods, right? Um, to this day, corn is inflammatory for me and also for my children. Um, not so much the little ones, you know, they're still progressing to the age where they'll have all the teenage hormonal changes. But just having that knowledge alone of eat this, not that is such a powerful place to be able to start, right? Now, it's not an easy place to start because most of us have eaten that way for so long that that's what your body wants. That's what you crave. That's your go-to, right? Pull open. I mean, I was a chip and salsa eater like nobody's business, right? Pop open the bag of chips, eat some salsa. You're eating vegetables, right? It's salsa. Um, but the reality was, is I still can't. I mean, and now that I've pretty much eliminated um, corn-based products from my diet, if I sneak a few, you know, my kids will be eating chips and salsa, and I just want to sneak a few bites, I immediately experience some inflammation. My body is like, forget it, lady, that's in your past. But um, so just having those tools of even knowing potato chips, right? Nobody tells you potato chips like you think like oh you know that's not sugary that's not this that's not that well guess what not only do you have to give up all your junk food your sweet junk food you got to give up your chip habit too so but the beautiful part is is when you follow those guidelines you see the difference you are going to see it and that's what makes you want to keep going is knowing that um you're on the right path and that you're going to get the results. And it's almost empowering knowing that you can make the right choice and get the right result, or you can make the bad choice and be like, yeah, but I know why. I know why that happened, and I can choose differently, you know? So that, that's huge. Right. And so what were some of the tools that you found to be particularly helpful? Well, um, I think, you know, I love that. So when I started this, you're right. You didn't have your book. You didn't have your skincare line. You didn't have any of that. So just, um, I spent a lot of time listening to your, um, online. You did spend a lot of time talking to people online and I don't even remember if it was on YouTube. I don't even know if you were doing the podcast. You know, I think it was really when you first ventured online, but you were really, putting such great information out there and constantly um, letting us know like, okay, you're talking, let's pile on skincare products, right? Let's pile on putting those toxins in, they're burdening your body, they're disrupting your skin microbiome. So when the book did come out, so, um, so in, in during this journey, um, to speak a little bit about the fact that you address the holistic, aspect of it. Um, after I started following you and making all the changes and experiencing the changes and being very excited about my great skin, um, we did have some things come into play that kind of amped the game up a little bit. So we decided to start foster parenting and we got a bit of an unusual child. Now, I don't really know if there's such a thing as an easy foster child, but everyone kept telling us she's unusual. She's unusual. Well, we didn't know, really. We didn't know anybody who foster parented, and we never really met foster kids, so we didn't know just how unusual she was, but we were about to find out, and um, 
it turns out that um, she couldn't talk. Um, she couldn't express herself. We got her two and a half. She had no ability to talk. And she had, I don't, I don't even know what all of her trauma was, but ultimately she would scream for hours. And I don't mean like cry, kind of like a screaming cry. I mean, scream for hours. Um, six to eight hours, often at night. And so that stressor of a not really knowing how to handle this situation because we were very, very new to this and we had four of our own biological children and they needed to sleep. My husband needed to get up and go to work. And so there were times I would sit in the car with her um, in the garage just so that everyone else in the house could sleep. And um, needless to say, that sent my skin back down into a spiral. And I probably had the worst acne of my life, huge cystic acne. And I can't even tell you the stress that was in my life. Um, you don't just not sleep. You don't listen to screaming for, you know, we put her to bed. She'd sleep for about two hours till about 10 o'clock and she would scream till about two or three in the morning and then she would finish sleeping. And um, so, so there was that, that I needed to learn to address. And then I also contracted Lyme's disease um, in the summer. And I took the antibiotics because obviously when my acne returned, I didn't truly believe that I knew how to heal myself naturally. So I took two months of antibiotics and what that did was trigger eczema. And that eczema showed up as a big old red ring of flaky inflamed skin that literally went from nostril to nostril. And um, you wanna talk about your double whammy. And um, you know, again, the blessing of timing, that was when you released your book. So um, by reading the book, because obviously I wasn't able to spend as much time um, learning about how to care for my skin and doing the same research because um, our life had changed, you know, kind of drastically. And so having the book with the recipes and the holistic approach to healing myself and realizing stress isn't just something that you feel, stress is something that literally impacts how you digest. Um, sleep, you, your body can't heal without sleep. So it doesn't matter um, how good you're eating if you're not addressing all of you in, detoxifying yourself and then all the amazing recipes at the end of the book right I didn't have to because again this wasn't you know there's this huge movement now it's really easy to go online and find really healthy recipes and this was kind of before that this was really kind of before the movement and um and so just having the ability to have recipes and understanding which foods were gonna work and which ones were not such a good idea was huge and um is ultimately what again led me to be able to heal my skin and um really get it to a place where i felt like i was in control again and i felt like you know i could really um help myself and um and during this time your skincare system also came out so that was that was a major player right because um, 
I was, I mean, I loved, I'm a mom and we had four kids, five at that time. And so I was totally doing the natural skincare solutions at the end of the book. And I, I still do them. I think they're fabulous. I think that, um, anytime you can do something natural like that and create something, um, for your skin is great, but, um, being able to put on a skincare system that really helped to heal you know it wasn't the solution I couldn't just use the skincare system and be like oh look voila no more acne or eczema I wish but what I was able to experience was a cleanser that wasn't stripping my skin it was instead allowing my microbiome to begin to heal and my skin to you know get to the proper pH just like you teach and um really Step two and step four. Step four is my favorite step of all um, because for me personally, I developed hyperpigmentation after a zit. So I would have a zit and then it would go away, but I would have this red spot that would linger. And I kind of felt like maybe that was just the rest of my life. But step four, it turns out not only can it help peel up broken skin amazingly fast, like if you're home and you don't have on makeup and you can just apply it throughout the day, it's almost shocking how fast your skin will heal. But it also diminished so much of the hyperpigmentation um, that I thought I would live with. And, you know, learning to eat the healthy foods like avocados and the healthy fats, you know, the fine lines that I had developed, I had actually kind of deep grooves here and you know all the little wrinkles crow's feet if you want to call it that off a word on the side of my eyes and grooves in my forehead you know i actually experienced reverse aging and i will tell you i did not think that that was a real thing i mean i honestly thought oh there are chemicals in those products i don't know what they're doing to that women but you can't reverse aging well it turns out with the right nutrition and skincare you can and I'm going to be 40 next month. And I'm really looking forward to my 40s because my skin looks younger than it did in my 30s and healthier than it did. And that, that's huge. Yeah, that is that is fantastic. I mean, I feel the same way. Sometimes I look at pictures of myself in my early 30s and I think, wow, you know, it's uh it's amazing how your skin can improve um over time and with the right with the with the right nourishment. Um and and I know you mentioned step four, which is an oil blend, the glow boost. And I think a lot of times people think when they have oily skin like like you you know, tended to have that the last thing you'd want to do is put more oil on your skin. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's definitely where I started. But um, when you see, when you give it time and you see how your skin heals, um, it, it, there's no, you almost have to experience it for yourself. Um, how the nourishment, the true nourishment, not just a chemical fix, not, um, but how smooth and healthy your skin can feel and look. I, I never thought that I would love my skin. I thought maybe I'd at least have clear skin and I'd be able to use the right skincare products to cover it up. Um, never thought I would live without foundation and goodness knows you can never find the right foundation, right? Everyone knows if you wear foundation. I, for me, anyway, I never found the right color, but now I just use the tinted sunscreen and, you know, I do have, um, I do, you know, I, I, I still dark circles. But <laughs> so, okay. So part of that might be 
uh, lack of sleep because you've got six kids. So let's go back to the six kids because you said that, you know, you kind of brushed over that, which it's, I have three kids and I feel like it's a lot. <laughs> having six plus the challenges that you've had with, um, you know, fostering children and, and, you know, that that's a whole other set of issues. So how have you managed to, to take time to take care of yourself and to be able to do that with all, you know, all that you have going on with the six kids? Because I think, you know, a lot of times women feel like you know, we're taking care of others, we're caregivers, right? And we don't have time to, to, to take care of ourselves. So how have you managed to do that? Well, you know, it's true. And people like to use the line, if it's important to you, then you'll make it happen. And while that's true, I want to say there should be an addendum of, yeah, but you're sacrificing something. You're still giving something up in order to make that time. And, um, you know, the word balance is so overused, but it literally does come down to balance, right? Because the ages of my kids, when I started this journey, um, I had four and then uh, I had five and now we have six. And right now the age range is from two to practically 16. You know, two days after I turn 40, my oldest will be 16. Ah, it's gonna be a crazy month. But, um, so I'm still in, you know, nearly every area. I don't have adult children. I haven't experienced that yet. But I'm still experiencing the toddler years and then the teenage years. So I would say that, you know, aside from the chaos we had a little bit with our first foster daughter, who we adopted, and she's with us today, um, there was a lull. But you really, I think it's important not to stress out. You know, it, it would be easy to say, oh, you have to exercise, you know, get in there. And it's really easy to tell people to, you have to exercise every single day. But you know, if you can't exercise every single day, do it. You know, sweating unleashes those toxins. And you know, for me personally, I had to do a lot of healing of my liver. Now there were years of learning this, right? Like I didn't figure this all out right away. It's taken me years to figure out what my body needs um, to stay healthy and what works for it, you know. And, and um, but you know, and a detox bath sounds great, but if you don't have time to do a detox bath, I actually have a basin that I keep. It's, you know, just kind of a little bit bigger than something you keep in your kitchen sink that I keep in my shower. And so whenever I take a shower, I put Epsom salts in the basin. And so while I shower, my feet soak and, you know, I absorb some magnesium and I release some toxins. And, um, you know, the food thing, it's really just an adjustment. You know, we are very, and to this day, it's an adjustment, right? Because we're still so used to just opening up a, tip, a bag of something. You just open a bag and you eat. And the difference is you can't just tear open a bag and eat anymore. You have to be deliberate in your food choices. Um, I wish... I mean, there are always the options of, okay, you can purchase your bone broth or you can, you can always purchase the pre-chopped veggies. I don't know about organic veggies. I don't know how many pre-chopped organic veggies there are, but um, you just have to almost decide and you have to find ways to eat that taste good, right? Because when I started this, I was, I hated vegetables, hated them. And I only ate them because I knew I had to to get clearer skin. And so there was 
there was a journey of learning how to prepare foods the way that I like them. And I was actually preparing two meals, one for my family that was totally normal food that we typically eat. And then me and all my vegetables. And one day I was like, enough is enough. Y'all are going to eat the same meal I'm eating. And um, actually, I sign that says eat it or starve. And um, that was pretty much the motto of, but you know, you, when you know what your family likes, like for us, it's garlic. We, we love garlic. I mean, I throw garlic in a pan of something and my kids come wandering out like, Ooh, what are we eating for dinner? <laughs> like see, garlic is like, you know, of all the things. But um, so there's that. And I think that you'll find, mm -hmm. you'll find like a rhythm almost of, um, what's going to work for you and your family and you're gonna you're gonna kind of get to a place where you're like what really matters to me because um that's how you'll ultimately spend your time and there is that transition time of you know and the expense if you've always purchased food conventionally um it seems crazy expensive to start purchasing the more natural and organic things but once you start transitioning to those things, and I think you also need to transition your taste, um, you find it costs about the same because instead of buying of the stuff you were buying, you're now buying these new foods and healthier foods and, um, you know, little mini at-home facials. It's really my key because my pores like to enlarge super fast, but in 30 minutes now sometimes it takes an hour and a half for me from start to finish because i'm like heat the water back up once again i got distracted but you know the diy skincare and um you know boil some water and steam it you have essential oils throw some of them in like lavender you know just knowing your video about the tea tree oil you can feel a little bit of inflammation put a little bit of tea tree oil on um kind of things. But I, I do, I think that you will go through a transition phase, but ultimately it comes down to how bad do you want it? And, um, and then it just becomes a natural part of your routine, just like anything else, you know? Yeah. So it sounds like you kind of just have to do it and, and just make that choice, just make the choice and do it. That's what, that's what you've done. And, and also realize it doesn't have to be perfect, right? You do what you can on doing the foot bath instead of the full bath. Um, and, and maybe it takes you a little bit longer to get that DIY skincare facial in or um, those sorts of things or to cook the meal. But um, even with six kids and a husband, everybody's got different tastes and likes. You found yeah. a way to do that. So I think that's amazing. And also to do it on a budget because um, I think what you're saying is too, is you figured out a way to make it work and not spending more money. It's just being, you know, smarter about how you do it and just deciding it's, it's worth it too. And um, so any, anything else you want to add to that? To, to, you need to think about other people that are trying to make that change. Anything that you want to share with them before we end? Um, I would say believe that it's possible. Ultimately, um, if you believe that it's possible, then I think then you're willing, you know, there's no magic pill. We're kind of used to conventional medicine has taught us here, here, here's your bottle of something, go home and we'll make the symptoms go away. But I think if, if you believe that you can, 
um, and you believe that it's possible, I think it makes you more willing to put the time and the work in. And, um, and believe it's possible for your family. You know, I never in a million years thought I'd ever have a kid whose favorite food was Brussels sprouts. <laughs> but, you know, kids surprise you. You know, I have one that I'm like, could you stop eating all the Brussels sprouts so I can actually put them on the table? And I mean, the reality is, is I'm literally cooking pounds of vegetables, right? So when I cook it, um, I don't just open, you know, a bag of Brussels sprouts that I bought. I open two Sam's Club size bags of Brussels sprouts. And that's actually still not enough. So yeah, so give yourself and give yourself time to transition. Don't expect yourself to love all the changes and don't expect that you won't fail sometimes. And it's not really failing. It's just kind of falling back on what you're used to. And that's okay because um, ultimately the goal is so much more. It, it really does become so much more than just clear skin. It really becomes the energy, the ability to manage your stress better, um, the ability to teach others about, you know, the impact of nutrition, um, you know, meaning, you know, like your family and that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, I think a lot of it, when you go places and there's food there and people are saying, just eat it, you know, um, if you can take something to eat. If not, I always try to like maybe make myself some sort of like smoothie or something, something super quick because you're usually rushing out the door to get somewhere. Um, so then I'm not super hungry so that maybe you can kind of taste what your host is serving, but you're not like, well, now that I've tasted it, I'm hungry and I'm going to eat a lot of this. Instead, you're like, you know what? I'm kind of satiated and I'm okay with knowing that I'm going to eat a little bit of this, but the ultimately I'm not going to undo a lot of hard work and pay for this. Yeah. Sounds like um, you did my clean skin from within two week program. Like on a two year pro, I think we're at least the book been out. So uh, Jenny, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing your story. Mm -hmm. Such an inspiration. Thank you again for all your hard work and all that you're doing now to help other people too. You've got a blog up and it's, and it's great to see that you're educating um, other, other moms too. So thank you for coming on. Well, thanks for knowing that you had uh, information that would benefit others and putting yourself out there. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this interview today with Jennifer Garn. It's really more of a journey, a story, and being able to follow her through that and learning some things along the way. I'd also love to hear your story too. Please share those with us. You can do that on social media, Facebook and Instagram are some of the best places to share your story. You can also share in the comments sections below the video on YouTube and on the website, thespotdoctor.com below the podcast interview. So I look forward to hearing your stories, your journeys, and I'll see you next time on the Spot Doctor podcast. Thank you.